Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. We had a little bit of family drama this week. My mother-in-law is still really not speaking to me, um, but to be honest, she's probably not listening to this podcast anyway, so I'm still going to talk about it. Um, and this isn't bashing in law, so turn it off if that's what you were hoping for. I wanted to share the lesson that I kind of learned in a situation that just came up that actually was part of my husband's family. Um, his nephew is suddenly without a home, without a job, um, just super down on his luck. And granted, he is 29 years old, and I have lots of opinions about the choices he's made uh, for his entire adult life, and frankly, has leaned way too heavily on his grandmother who did raise him so more like his mom because his parents abandoned him as a kid and never really did much for him you know his entire life but um she won't ask for help and she's on a fixed income and she started cash advancing her credit cards to help pay for things and sending him money because she feels obligated to and so I couldn't help but have a conversation with her and I know it upset her, and that's not my intent. However, I think you guys know me by now. I believe tough love is a part of leadership. It's a part of just frankly being a human, and we should respect people enough to be honest to their faces and to deal with things head on instead of talking behind people's backs, and that is just toxic, and that's sadly what happens way too much in families and friendships and workplaces all the stinking time. And I'm just not going to play that game. If I happen to say something about somebody, I have no problem saying to their face. Um, in fact, that's what, how we deal with things. So, But my the thing that really struck me in this whole situation was, one, she made a lot of assumptions that nobody would help. And two, I think it was more about the pride of it is it's an embarrassment if you're down on your luck or bad things are happening to you or something happens to you. And and I know so many of, of you probably listening or you know people, I mean, my gosh, talk about a couple of years of situation after situation where people were furloughed or laid off or and could have lost and many lost their homes, didn't know where their next meal was coming from. There was a lot of vulnerability this past year and I think a lot of swallowing of pride um, because I think for some reason somehow somewhere people decided that it's embarrassing to be down on your luck and it's embarrassing to you know be in a situation where it's not ideal whether you're homeless or you're out of a job or something it's like I feel so sad because I think people think well then people are going to want to know what's wrong with me well, sometimes there is something wrong with you. And I would say in this case, there's definitely something wrong with this nephew. I know he's, you know, toyed with different things, but, um, you know, not always, again, not always making the best choices and not really, you know, getting his life together. But at the same time, was he really set up for success too? 
um, and seeing what happened with his family life and was he given all the tools that he needed to be successful the skills the therapy the you know all of the things to help deal with a lot of his anger and resentment towards family members who let him down in his life too that being said I mean we all had crappy I mean I had a crappy childhood we all had crappy childhoods to some extent is that an excuse that you can ride you know the rest of your life and I would say no but people do need the right tools they need the right help they need the right support and that is where the community around you and for some people that's blood family and for some people that's not blood family that's friends that's acquaintances that's even people in the community who are professionals that can help with certain things and so I was thinking about that and I just think pride is ego's little brother and ego driven decision making it's not leadership it's not leadership it's not parenting it's not grandparenting it's somehow somewhere you're making it about the ego of how people are going to perceive the situation versus holy crap I just need help and I just need to reach out and again I'm not discounting that that doesn't feel great but I think that we as leaders need to really encourage more vulnerability in our people not just in their professional lives but in their personal lives too and what I'm afraid that we do too much and I see this with leadership way too much is we tend to have calculated vulnerability I'm going to be vulnerable when I'm comfortable about being vulnerable that's really not being vulnerable um it by definition so that's like planning to be vulnerable it doesn't that doesn't hold fast I mean listen to any any one of Brene Brown's talks or podcasts um or her TED talk it's it's like vulnerability is in the moments where it really is like almost hitting rock bottom emotionally mentally physically and just looking for a help up not even a handout a help up and whatever that may look like um and I will, I will share with you something I did that probably some of you won't agree with because it's going to make you super uncomfortable. But because, you know, she wouldn't ask for help, she wanted to take it all on herself. But again, I, I'm sensitive because I didn't want to have a repeat of my mother enabled the crap out of my younger brother over and over and over again, putting money in his hand, and it was not going to good places, if you know what I mean. And there does need to be a point where you cannot play that that piggy bank anymore for people because all you're doing is encouraging them to become codependent on you so I posted on Facebook wall and I tagged all of my husband's family and I just made a really polite plea for can anybody help again not asking for money like help up not hand out is there a room to rent does anybody have any leads of anything you know jobs whatever anything and you can be damn sure if this ever happened to me and I found myself in this position, y'all would be the first people I'm talking to. And so would all my social media accounts. Because to me, that is what we should be doing as humans is reaching out, tapping our resources. I mean, we say it's okay when we want to network for a job, right? I'm going to network work for a job. So I'm going to have meet and greets with people. I'm going to reach out to different leaders. I'm going to, you know, get in with them so they see my face, they know my name, they they understand what I'm passionate about. And I, I love all that. I think it's awesome. So why don't we tap our network in life and in every situation, especially situations where it's less than ideal or we've hit rock bottom or we're, you know, living out of our car or whatever. 
why don't we? Why, we need to swallow our pride. We need to be vulnerable. We need to ask for help and be okay with that. And frankly, if other people are going to judge that and if other people are going to gossip about that, that's on them. Screw them. They are not good humans. They're not good people because they're just going to make assumptions about what's happening, what's going on. I don't make assumptions about this situation. I know exactly what's going on. And I had very direct conversations with his nephew about, dude, you know, this is not cool. This is not, you need to make some choices. Let's set some, some goals, some easy goals right now of what needs to happen first, second, third, and fourth. Now, granted, he never took me up on that. So that also tells me something too, is like, okay, some people just aren't ready to change. They're not ready to do the hard work. They're not ready to step it up. And that's where I think you really do need to start to set boundaries and recognize that has nothing to do with you. And it's not a failure on your part. It's a failure on their part. Or they're just not ready yet. They're not there yet. And so, and I know that's not an easy place to be in, especially if you love somebody and they're your kid or your grandchild or cousin, sister, brother, whatever. Um, I know that's not easy. But I think, it, you know, you do things in the best interest of other people. And you have to, like, put your own pride and your own ego and your own everything aside to say, okay, what will be best for this person in this situation? And frankly, knowing your own limits of what you can give and not give and recognize down the road that you need to teach people how to fish, not just keep feeding them fish. That's not going to help anything. Or maybe feeding them a burger. And, you know, they really need fish. Um, And I think in the work environment, wherever we are, or whatever leadership role that you play in your community, you know, your church, et cetera, it's like you need, we need to recognize when we are making decisions based on ego and pride versus making decisions on vulnerability and community. And I think that's extremely important. But I also know that being vulnerable is very uncomfortable because it does mean showing and sharing of yourself, and that is uncomfortable. But I think we have to make it less about that moment of pride and ego and more about, all right, what what's this problem in front of us that we need to solve? And discomfort can be a scary thing. I mean, there are a lot of times where I feel a little bit like, ooh, should I be talking about my faith, my family, my fears, you know, on this podcast that anybody can listen to? And then I realize... Well, one, it gets easier the more you do. So the more you are vulnerable, the more you do share, the more you do open up. And frankly, thank you to people who text me, comment to me, email me, see me whenever and just say, hey, that one episode really touched my heart or I really needed that message at that moment in time. Thank you. I feel the same. That really makes it all worth it. But if I let my pride get in my way, And if I preferred to paint a perfect picture of my life and only share my highlights real, then what good does that do? I don't get anything from, I I mean, I really don't get anything from seemingly perfect people or self-righteous people who care more about what people think than swallowing their own pride and asking for help. Swallowing their pride and allowing, allowing themselves to be seen. Now that's real. That's authenticity. That's vulnerability. And frankly, That is also when real change can happen, when real lives are helped, when we open and we we allow ourselves to be seen, our situations to be seen. All right, just a couple sips, a few sips. (laughs) Sip number one. First, you do really have to get to the root of a problem, not just band-aid a problem, but what is the root cause of the problem and what is going on? 
And that is the first and foremost thing. Sip number two, you got to get rid of all those feelings of discomfort, pride, ego, anything that's going to get in your way emotionally or mentally from doing the right thing by the problem and by the situation or by the person that you're also trying to help. So you got to align your heart and get your heart right with, okay, I'm ready to take that next step and figure out what that is. And that might be having a tough conversation with the person and having to show that tough love. It might be, gosh, I need help. I need to figure this out. And again, that's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of failure. You need to, and this is the third sip, people. So we have problem, pride, people. Look at the people around you and ask for help. But recognize that when you do ask for help, it may not be the help that you think that you need or you think that person needs or you want to control the help in the situation. If people are going to come alongside you, they may have some things that they need to share and they may have some blind spots that they need to open your eyes to, especially because sometimes we get too close to a situation and we think that we know best. Um, Again, I go back to my mom and what she did with my younger brother. He was a drug addict, or is a drug addict, I guess, because he never really leaves you, right? Um, For years, and he started, you know, typical smoking, drinking, and then smoking pot in high school. And I know, I think I've shared his story before on my podcast, but bottom line is, I mean, he would would get in trouble, he'd end up in juvie, or then he'd end up in prison as a as an adult, and then he'd come home, and then he'd make all these promises, I'm going to get better, I'm going to make good choices, and then she'd give him money, and then he'd go stick it in his arm, and then he'd get in trouble, go to jail, then he'd be out, and sometimes court-ordered rehab, he'd leave that over and over again, and we would plead with her, stop giving him money, Then he would just steal money when he came home, and this was a cycle that happened, gosh, close to 15, 16 years, in and out of jail, in and out of court-ordered rehabs, um, saying he was going to get better, stealing, 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 um, burglarizing, got into a theft ring. I mean, the whole thing. It was just a mess. And my siblings and I would plead with her to stop. You're not helping the situation. You may think you are, but, well, if he doesn't have anywhere to go, he's just going to go hang out with his druggy friends. He's doing it anyway. The, the thing is, is he's consistently taking advantage of you, but not only that is as long as there's no repercussions for what he's doing, he's not going to change. And so, and he didn't, he ended up stabbing somebody, killing them, and ended up getting life in prison, like 25 or 26 to life, I think. And yes, very sad. Yes, I've mourned a lot over, you know, the situation. And, and, but mostly because my brother had every stinking chance in life to get his act together, to make good choices. But I think he was consistently enabled, and he was consistently not the repercussions even of being out of jail were like no big deal because he always had mom to like have a house to go back to and I think it wasn't until she passed away that he realized oh crap my lifeline's gone and by the way my siblings are not going to be that because hell no am I going to be that and I've made that very clear to him you have made your choices these are sad bad choices but you consistently have made these bad choices and you do have to there are circumstances to those choices that's not me being a jerk that's just life. And do we deserve second chances? Absolutely. Everybody does. But when you're on your like your 45th chances, then you're going to have to prove to the people who do still love you, but aren't going to continue being hurt and enabling and, you know, doing going this back and forth crazy cycle because it is, that's what it is. It's crazy. And it's not helping anybody. And I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. 
my brother's the one that made bad choices. It makes me sad. It's disappointing because he was a smart dude that could have done a lot of great things in this world. But I also know life doesn't end behind prison walls. And hopefully he will, you know, get his act together in there. And gosh, that's a whole nother book, frankly. But anyway, just I think as leaders, just keep in mind that it's okay to ask for help. You should ask for help. You should always ask for help. When your ego gets in the way, your pride gets in the way, especially if you made a bad choice, you made a bad decision. Oh, well, own it. Fess up to it. Be like, yep, I thought it was going to be this, but it didn't quite work out the way I thought. And that's okay. And now I need to ask for help. I need to swallow my pride. I need to ask for help. And this translates to every aspect of our lives. And it's so important. Otherwise, we're going to be sipping our way into a prison gel, whether emotionally, mentally, or physically. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.